Good evening, y'all. This is the Watch Your Step podcast, straight from the cold plunge and into the fire, baby. That's right. We're still the land of the free and the home of the brave, where we're not afraid to say the truth unapologetic. Yo, we got lots of stories to cover tonight, man. Looking forward to this show. We're going to talk about the New Hampshire primary, obviously. Trump VP odds. We're going to look at uh, it's Abbott versus the world, baby. Texas, they're trying to keep America safe vis-a-vis the Mexican border that they own. We got some some uh, crazy border stuff going on. We're talking about Kerry Lake, what that means for the party, what that means for the country. I don't know if you heard the news. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's from our own side if you uh, uh, want to pick sides. And then uh, you got some common sense trying to prevail in Oregon. So we'll start off first right where we're supposed to be at, the New Hampshire primary, y'all. Let's look at the results that came in on Tuesday. Pretty much a landslide. Trump won by 11 points. Nikki Haley, she won a few counties. Uh, Ron DeSantis still got 2,000 votes. I guess people didn't hear that he dropped out or it was a protest vote. But it was a pretty much a landslide. Nikki Haley gave her usual spiel about how she's, you know, a two-person race, even though she's been saying that since she got third place. Now she's about to go to uh, South Carolina, y'all, where that's her home state. So does she have home field advantage? Not exactly. Not exactly. Let's take a look at the uh, South Carolina Polling right now, thanks to 538, and she is a whopping 30 points behind Trump in her own state, where Tim Scott has also endorsed Donald Trump. Now, um, you know, there's a lot to take away from this, okay? Some good, some bad, mostly good, I would say, especially if you're on the Trump side. If you're on the BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street side, uh, where it's bankrolling, Nikki Haley, and that's, by the way, if you don't know who that is, I'll talk about them every episode just about. Those are the major companies that own the majority of America vis-a-vis stocks and then therefore influence. They're the ones pushing DEI, all the equity and inclusion, all this uh, the stuff and environmental, social justice, all this kind of stuff. ESG scores, they're the ones that's doing everything that's fighting against what you stand for, for freedom, individuality, merit, and equality of opportunity. So they're the ones bankrolling Nikki Haley. And if you needed any more evidence than that, here we go. From the Hill.com, 70% of Haley voters in New Hampshire were not registered Republicans. 70% y'all. Come on. Seven in 10. Voters supporting Nikki Haley in the New Hampshire GOP primary were not registered Republicans, according to a CNN exit poll. The poll found 70% of voters who backed Haley in the primary on Tuesday were undeclared or independent, while only 27% were Republicans. The remaining 3% were unregistered as voters before participating in the primary. Now, what does that tell me? It tells me exactly what I'm saying. The first thing we have to do as Republicans is to... Find our candidate, our candidate, not the one the media wants us to have, like Romney and McCain, not the one the donors and the big money corporations that control everything want us to have, like Nikki Haley. No, it's time for conservatives that believe in limited government, states' rights, and individual liberty to pick our candidate because you win on those issues. When the other the parties that I just mentioned get involved, 
That's where we get some kind of milk toast center right kind of guy. And that always loses. That always loses because the media will trash him no matter what. So we got to get our guy. Most of that is not worth a lot of explanation because Trump is the basically the presumptive nominee. So much so that right on cue, CNN, MSNBC cut away and try to fact check Trump victory speech in New Hampshire. Fact checking is rich from these people, man. But what they do, they literally played a few sentences, stopped playing it, talked, and came back and said, oh, well, this is wrong about what he said, and this was wrong. You know, kind of uh, Chris Wallace style in the last uh, series of debates in 2020 where whatever Biden would say, he'd let it go, and then Trump would say something, and as if he was the sole arbiter of truth, interjected, and basically Trump was debating Chris Wallace and Joe Biden. So, what well, you know, the, the same old playbook, the party of democracy <clears throat> doesn't want you to hear the other side. The party of democracy <clears throat> doesn't want him even on the ballot for you have a choice. Isn't democracy about choice, about picking who you want, hearing both sides, letting the best argument win at least to an extent, as much as we can have it? No, the party of democracy doesn't even want to hear it, let you, uh, let their audience anyway. I know y'all aren't watching these crazy channels doesn't even want to let them hear an opposing point of view. It's groupthink. It's just, you know, the same old, same old stuff. Now, there is a little bit of uh, a little bit of eyebrow raising coming out of New Hampshire. Donald Trump's chances stung by alarming poll for GOP, okay? More than one-third of Republican voters who took part in the New Hampshire primary said they would not support former President Donald Trump if he becomes the GOP's 2024 presidential nominee. A Fox News voter analysis survey of nearly 2,000 New Hampshire Republican primary voters showed that 35% say they would be dissatisfied enough if Trump goes on to clinch the nomination as expected that they would not vote for him in November's general election. Now, I'm of two minds of this. One, I get some of it. I get some of it. I mean, you've had a lot of fatigue about Donald Trump over his presidency and over the January 6th crap and everything else that he's he's become very polarizing as if he wasn't already. But the problem is it's the media who has done the polarizing and has made it worse. So what tr what trips me out about these, these voters, so-called voters and people that they poll, they're letting the media win. Like, these people still don't see through the narrative. They still don't see that it's the media that trumped up, pun intended, not intended, either way you want to take it, the Russia collusion, the phone call with Ukraine, everything they tried to do that was spying on his campaign and aided and abetted it, before his first election, the ones that covered up the Biden laptop story, even though the majority of folks polled said it would have affected their vote, totally censored all that. These people have made him polarizing. He has to fight back because every other Republican nominee or president that I've seen in my lifetime has taken it lying down, taken it bent over, and doesn't stand up for themselves, and therefore the people that voted for him getting their points of view across, standing up for what they believe in. That's Trump's biggest strong suit, if you ask me, is that he has always done that, if nothing else. Um, so uh, about this poll, about 35%, look, I get the dissatisfaction and, and the, the fatigue with some of these folks. 
I'm not so sure that's an accurate number. One, people don't tell the pollsters the truth necessarily, especially when Trump's involved. And two, when it comes down to deciding between these two men and the status quo, or at least dealing with some mean tweets and some annoying headlines to get the country back right, I'm not so sure these people will be as strong in their points of view, especially because that was a primary election where Donald Trump was on the ballot against a potential uh, different Republican nominee. Okay, so going back, uh, we got one more story here about the um, the New Hampshire election. And it is this, that the RNC is moving to declare Trump as presumptive nominee already. That didn't take long. There's a motion been filed um, already to just to go ahead and declare Trump the nominee. Now, Trump has since tweeted out and said, no, thank you. You know, he, a smart move, I guess. He's going to win regardless. But he said, let it play out the old-fashioned way. I want people to have a say, be able to cast their vote, that sort of thing. I think that's wise and not make more people mad that they didn't get a chance that was on the fence about voting for him and not to think that their uh, vote was taken away from him or their chance to choose their choice their voice was taken away from them just by the RNC going ahead and declaring Trump the nominee. I think that's wise because that's what the Democrats are doing. They don't want you to be able to choose. They don't even want you to be able to hear the opposing point of view. So I think that overall was a smart decision. Now, looking ahead, but we go ahead and assume on this show and the sake of reality and common sense that Trump will be the nominee. Let's look at the VP odds, all right? So we're going to uh, oddschecker.com. We have a new front runner. If you guys checked the show out last week, Christy Noam was leading the pack. A lot of noise has come out this week about Elise Stefanik, okay, from New York. Now you got Vivek in third, Ben Carson, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley still on there, y'all. That's crazy. Carrie Lake, uh, who gained a hell of a lot of respect from me this week on the stories that came out about her, and we will definitely talk about that. Tulsi Gabbard, Sarah, B. Huck, Sarah Huckabee Sanders on there as well. DeSantis, nowhere to be found, much to my dismay. I'm a big DeSantis guy. Uh, I love DeSantis. Hey, newsflash, Twitter, X. You can like both Trump and DeSantis, okay? It is allowed, and you can campaign for both and think they both have good ideas. Twitter's been a polarizing place this primary, and I'm afraid they're alienating some voters that they may need. Okay, but now who is Elise Stefanik? Four things to know about Elise Stefanik as VP rumors swirl. Not a lot that caught my eye in this, talking about coming on to the scene 10 years ago, but here you go. Hold on. She was once widely known as a moderate. As recently as 2020, Stefanik was rated as the 13th most bipartisan House member, a status she had previously celebrated. Now, if you go down here, she's had some controversies for defending Trump during impeachment hearings and all that, but she wasn't always Team Trump in 2016. Now, I get that. I was skeptical of Trump. Full disclosure, in 2016, dox me, go ahead, I know. But I didn't know about the guy that had always been one side and then campaigned on the other. But his presidency proved me wrong, and I was a proud Trump voter in 2020. Um, but this is concerning a little bit, that she's the 13th most bipartisan member. Now, all of us that pay attention and have skin in the game with Congress and uh, the House and Senate, you know you are damn tired 
of Republicans crossing the aisle with the damn Democrats because they don't ever do it with us. The Democrats, I showed you the vote last week about the continuing resolution that they passed. Two Democrats voted against it. Half of Republicans voted for it. That was a chance to secure the border through funding that way and funding the government. You could have shut the government down or shut the border down, one of the two. It was a chance to stand strong on that. And half of the damn House Republicans voted for it with the damn Democrats. Can you believe this crap? We're tired of it. So that makes me a little concerned that Stefanik could be one heartbeat away from the presidency with a lot of more qualified options out there. Give me Christy Noem, give me Vivek, give me Ron DeSantis, give me some of these, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Chris Carrie Lake, give me some of these, these uh, well-qualified, constitutionally conservative candidates. I think Trump does need a, uh, a very strong constitutional conservative as his VP because Trump's not a lawyer, Trump's not a constitutionalist, he has big ideas, but he needs somebody else, I think, that knows the ins and outs of the law and how best to achieve those ideas as his running mate. So Stefanik, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the most excited about Stefanik. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. We're moving on to the next story, though. All right. This has been dominating the news all week, you guys. Greg Abbott versus the world. Started off with the Supreme Court. Supreme Court giving Biden a, uh, what was a, uh, apparent victory as Justice Roberts and Coney Barrett split with conservatives to give border win. The Supreme Court allowed federal agents to cut through Texas barbed wire on the southern border. That's an important point. Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the court's three liberals in the 5-4 decision. It's a huge win for the Biden administration on its border fight. Now, I always have some problem when you start talking about liberals and conservatives on the Supreme Court because, hello, which ones are the guaranteed conservatives? Well, you got Alito, you got Thomas. Gorsuch is pretty good. Comey Bear has been pretty good. But they, they do the Roberts thing at the time, which, once again, the liberals never do that crap. They are lockstep in destroying this country. We can't get a united front against it. It's crazy. It drives me crazy. These, I, I feel like Trump could have done better on these Supreme Court justices, but that milk has been spilled. I'm not going to talk about it no more. But uh, the only reasoning and rationale, I've been asked this by a lot of people, why they would have cited Roberts, you can never guess. I mean, he's as center milk toast as it gets. Uh, but why they might have sided with the quote unquote liberal justices of the Supreme Court. The only thing I know is that uh, the, the Constitution does have a clause where it says the federal government is in charge of the borders. Now, this ruling was issued without opinion. It was just a tally. This many for, this many against. There was no opinion for written. There was no opinion against it written. So we don't really know the uh, the actual reasoning for the votes for and for, for the votes against. So we have to speculate. It's all speculation. But that's the only thing I can come up with. But the story gets a little deeper than that if we want to keep going on. Now, Greg Abbott keeps up border security fight after Supreme Court rules feds and cut razor wire. What they didn't say is they couldn't keep putting it up. That is the Texas, by the way. So despite the U.S. Supreme Court siding with the Department of Homeland Security to allow federal border officials to cut state-installed razor wire along the Rio Grande, Texas Governor 
Greg Abbott and State Attorney Ken Paxton has said the larger legal battle between Texas and the Biden administration is far from settled, y'all. Far from settled. This is not over, Texas said in a social media post after the court's 5-4 ruling. Texas's razor wire is an effective deterrent to the illegal crossings Biden encourages. Exactly right. I will continue to defend Texas's constitutional authority to secure the border and prevent the Biden administration from destroying our property. Now, that's great. I feel like he's in, you know got every right to say that. He's the governor. A lot of people wanted to fight against the Supreme Court and all this and do something different. I'm a little bit more reserved in my opinion in that regard. It is the Supreme Court. We are supposed to be the party of the rule of law. Now, that doesn't necessarily contradict what's happening, though, because like Abbott said, this fight is far from over. And Greg Abbott released a statement from his desk highlighting his constitutional fight and the leg he will stand on against Biden. And it doesn't contradict the Supreme Court ruling that just came out now, which all it did was deferred to a previous case. That's all That's all the Supreme Court did. They didn't rule one way or the other. They just said, we're going to let this previous case stand and discard this other one. Now, this is the statement from Governor Greg Abbott. I'm going to read it in its entirety because it's worth uh, listening to. And it's a, a great uh, example of how our Constitution works in states' rights versus federal rights. It says, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States, period. <laughs> the executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas' demand that he perform his constitutional duties. Bullet point one, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. Bullet point two, President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. It is parole. They get arrested and released. It's crazy. By wasting taxpayers' dollars to tear open Texas border security infrastructure, President Biden enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal, 28 legal entry points along this state. That only state has... That one state has 28 legal entry points across bridges where nobody drowns like they do trying to cross illegally and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That's insane. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. Can I say that again? The amount of illegal immigrants that they know about that have crossed this border in the last three years, a.k.a. the Biden term, is more than the populations of 33 different states. 
This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that the U.S. that the state should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartel smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the framers included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. And he cites the case Arizona v. United States. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill these duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I've already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas' constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is a supreme law of land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, Texas, Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. And that's a boss move, baby. Woo! My only question is, what took so effing long? Good Lord. Better late than never, I guess. But that is great. And using the Constitution, it shows how awesome our Constitution is, man. That the federal government is derelict in their duty, and it triggers another part of the, of the uh, Constitution for the states to defend themselves. I love it. God bless America. I'm here for it, baby. So what's going to happen? The Biden administration has declared a, uh, uh, a deadline for tomorrow for them to remove all the, the razor wire. Let's see what happens. They may not remove it. All the Supreme Court said is that the federal government has the permission to move it. Now, if, you, if, if Biden and them sent out all these resources to just take down all this border stuff, Every time Texas puts it up, that's going to send a huge message to the American people. If they ain't got it already, maybe a few more will get it at that point. So let me talk about this, this story. The Republican governors band together, issue joint statement supporting Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. Here is the quote on that. President Biden and his administration have left Americans and our country completely vulnerable to unprecedented illegal immigration pouring across the southern border. Instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border, the Biden administration has attacked and sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigration, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country. We stand in solidarity with our fellow governor, Greg Abbott, and the state of Texas in utilizing every tool and strategy, including razor wire fences, to secure the border. We do it in part because the Biden administration is refusing to enforce immigration laws already on the books and is illegally allowing mass parole across America of migrants who entered our country illegally. The authors of the U.S. Constitution made clear that in times like this, states have a right of self-defense under Article 4, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution because the Biden administration has abdicated its constitutional compact duties to the states. Texas has every legal justification to protect the sovereignty of our states and nation. How about it, man? Dude, the governors are stepping up. Now, I wonder which governors that is. 
you know, you got to think, you know, there's some Democrat governors. Uh, uh, what's your boy Fetterman has been in the news from uh, Philadelphia. Apparently he's learned how to get some speaking abilities and cognitive abilities back to the stroke. God bless him for that. I don't want ill, physical ill, and harm on nobody. But he's coming out saying this border stuff is crazy. So there's got to be some Democrat governors on the side of this, right? Let's see. Nope. Nope. It's all red state governors. All red state governors. Every red state governor has signed up, including mine in the great state of Wyoming. All red state governors have signed up for this pact, except for, I think, Vermont. So whatever. So it's 26 governors on the same side. So now you got red versus blue again. There can't be a more con uh, uh, concrete contrast between these two parties. Now, I've told you the map before, the electoral map, and how many states actually require ID to vote? Nine. Nine states. Six of those nine require, require photo ID to vote. The other three of those nine will accept something like a utility bill or something like that as identification. The other vast majority, including Texas, Texas, get your shit in order, will request or strongly request photo ID to vote, but it's not required. And that is such a Travesty, a crazy Pandora's box, giant Trojan horse, and to the rest of the world controlling what happens and the lone free superpower on the globe. So it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. And only the Republican governors, no Democrats, have signed up to support Abbott. They're all getting flooded in these cities with illegal immigrants. They're begging the state for more money to deal with it because they can't, their infrastructure is crumbling. They got people going door to door now, panhandling, door to door to your front door asking for some money. People are waking up with piss in a cup on the on the uh, porch. This shit is getting overrun. It's an invasion, nothing less, and it's uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Because this is what's happening in our country. Now, another example of that. Do we have a sighting of a known terrorist crossing the border in this country? Let's look at this and decide. Here's a story that came out a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, a few days ago, excuse me, of a, uh, a person speaking, sounds like Middle Eastern dialect. They ask him his name. They called him at the border, come across. They say, you're not going to know my name, but you'll know Eventually, my name. Now, what's that sound like? What's that sound like to you? Man, come on. Let's just play this. I don't know if this is exactly true or not, but we're going to play it anyway, and then you decide. All right? Let's look. Let's listen. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Soon you're going to know who I am. Now, they say this guy is Mavsum Samadol, the He's been arrested before, convicted terrorist, 12 years, sentenced, uh, uh, weapon trafficking, all kind of stuff for 12 years and just got released on January 19th. Now, I don't know if this is the guy or not. I don't know. This, they think they figured it out, and he looks kind of like him. I'm not going to go to uh, that length just to say that's credible enough. But 
It's these kind of, man, there could be a thousand of these people, 10,000 of these people, and we don't know, y'all. We don't know. Here's an ABC story right now. Talking about Hamas militants may potentially try crossing southern border U.S. official warrants. What do you think, may? Can we use common sense, please? I, long, I have long said that this party needs to return to, to openly and overtly stating we are the party of common sense. Because it's hard to vote against common sense. And some people just need to be waked up in the head and whacked over the head with a simple phrase that it's common sense. Okay? Now, if you leave your border open and people want to hurt your country, well, you think they would come over that border, right? Militants associated with the Israel-Hamas war may potentially be encountered at the southwest border. Yeah, I like that statement because you may not encounter them, but they here. They coming. Come on, man. The intel document shows various insignias worn by Hamas, the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah, and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group. It informs CBP personnel to be vigilant for military-aged men wearing military gear and traveling alone at the border. That reminds me, I'm supposed to have a different story up that I don't have right now. I will find it in a moment. Showing exactly that. We can do this on the fly. I got belief in myself. Let's see if I can make this happen. But it's only common sense. Here's another uh, article right here from the New York Times. Yo. Where's it at? Uh, uh. Ego, growing number of Chinese migrants crossing the southern border. Now, who wants to do us more harm than the Chinese or the Islamic terrorists? Hmm? Who wants to? It ain't, it ain't rocket science, y'all. So the fact that we have these... Uh, Articles coming out, and these were a couple of months ago even. I had to go find them. The, the fact that we got this stuff coming out is insane, and it's untenable. And it's just common sense that the people that want to do you harm will do you harm if you just let them come in Trojan horse style to the border. I'm still trying to find this, uh, this post. One second, one second. I promise I would put this out tonight. It is a, uh, it's a video you should like, or not like, but it, it highlights exactly what I'm saying, that uh, Islamic militants are just coming across the border. And it's a boat. It's a bunch of people in a boat. Let's see. Military-aged men, about 15, 20 of them, just drive up on a boat in California and then get out and then... That's it. And then they just run and scatter into the United States. Now, come on, man. Come on. What, what else do you expect to be happening in this country? Okay. Here, I think I got it. I think I got it. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's put this up. Let's see how this looks. It might not look great at it and pre-size it ahead of time. Here you go, though. Here you go. Bunch of uh, military-aged men on a motorboat, by the way, and this ain't no minor boat now. Just coming across the shore. Here they come. This is from, I want to give a shout-out to him. This is from uh, Jorge Ventura Media. 
Somebody sent him this. And here they come, just running across the border. Here they come, scattering into the streets and back in the neighborhoods. Here they come, just running across traffic, everything else, and probably never to be seen again. Military-aged men, this is what we're doing in our country, yo. It don't make no damn sense. So was that a known terrorist? Did they get the ID right on that guy? I'm not sure. It's plausible. You can't discount it. And that's without the Hamas people crossing the border that the New York Times is saying, and also the Chinese. And anybody else that wants to do us harm, it's not just people trying to uh, uh, get off the, uh, suck on the teat of the U.S. taxpayer, the sense of uh, a privilege and, and uh, think they have a right to just get cell phones, free housing, and everything else. It's not just those. That's bad enough. But people who actually are enemies of the state and want to do us harm are here. Matter of factly, there is no way they are not. And the Biden administration and all of these Democrat governors, not one of them have signed on to support Governor Abbott. Not one. They are lockstep as a party, like I said earlier, are okay with those people coming across here. People that are bringing fentanyl, killing people, all the children that get raped at the border, everything else, just so they can get voters into this country. Everybody else be damned. Lives be damned. Women be damned. The country be damned if they can get power and money. That's it. That's it. And I got a lot more story, uh, another story on this power and money shit coming up. But in the meantime, let's go to something, some bit of good news. I got some good news tonight, y'all. Don't worry. To me, this is a good news story, okay? To me, this is great. Let's see where we're at here. All right. Immigration overtakes inflation as a top voter concern poll. All right. More voters pointed to immigration than inflation as a top policy concern in January, according to a Harvard Caps Harris poll released Monday. The survey found that 35% of respondents listed immigration as their paramount concern among an array of issues, with inflation a close second behind, named by 32% of respondents. Immigration skyrocketed as an issue, jumping 7 percentage points in the list compared to the previous month's poll. All right, now one more paragraph. Immigration and inflation were flawed by economy and jobs listed as a top concern by 25% of those surveyed, while crime and drugs and healthcare each were listed by 16% of responders. So just by that math, just by that math, conservatism has the top three issues on the ballot. The third is tied with healthcare. I don't know how that's going to split, but conservatism has the top three issues on the ballot. Now, that seems like a silver platter for Donald Trump. And this is why earlier when I was talking about the New Hampshire primary and how 30-something percent of so-called voters, I think it was conservative voters, whoever, 30% would not vote for Trump, it's easy to say that now. Wait till that's your choice. This immigration that's like that, you want to vote for it to keep going because you because know, orange man bad? The jobs, inflation, your groceries costing so much, your rent going up, your house payment going up, you can't move because you can't sell your house because the, the rates are way up now to buy a new house compared to the, the mortgage rate you had. What are they going to vote, really, when they have a choice? That's why I'm not as concerned about that poll earlier. 
we'll see how it stacks up and we'll see how the campaign continues to go. But I think that's a silver lining in this story, man. So um, moving on to the next one. Moving on to the next one. A lot of border stuff today, y'all. A lot of border stuff today. Border deal sellout? Look at this story. Look at this story. Also from hill.com. The hill's all over it, man. Here we go. Frustrations explode at Senate GOP lunch over border deal. Now, it's the people who are mad that should concern you. Okay? Senate conservatives Tuesday vented their frustration... with Senate GOP leaders over an emerging border security deal that is slated to come to the Senate floor in the next few weeks, warning that an agreement with President Biden may wind up being worse than doing nothing at all. Here's the people mad. Mike Lee, Ron Johnson, and Ted Cruz, baby, complained about being left in the dark about key details and warned that the deal could hurt Republicans' chances of keeping control of the House in 2024 election, according to senators present at a lunch meeting where the issue was Disgust. Y'all, it's more the same thing. You got to pass the bill to see what's in it, to quote the abhorrent and gross Nancy Pelosi. That's what they said about Obamacare. That tactic, once they got that through, has not stopped. It's the same thing, man. These leaders, here's the problem. The majority of Democrats who matter are bought out by these people, these globalists. They're either in on it and just do it for free or they're bought out to enrich their families to gain power so that their family legacy will continue in whatever world that we end up in. The other Democrats are useless idiots like freaking, uh, what's her name, a, uh, OAC, uh, AOC, just morons that just go along because that's what they were co- taught in college and they're just brainwashed and have no uh, enough brain cells to have common sense. Again, the common sense party. But then you have half Republicans doing this shit. That's what I was saying. That went across the aisle to sign for the continuing resolution. The uh, Stefanik, 13th most bipartisan. I bet 10 of the top 13 are all damn Republicans that are the top most bipartisan. They don't reach across the aisle. The people that want to destroy this country don't. The people that do are getting paid and think that it doesn't matter think they can enrich themselves and their families for generations, they selling all of us down the road. And there's a lot of men in this Republic Party, Republican Party. They're not all true conservatives. Now, here's what Ted Cruz had to say on the matter today. And this bill, this mysterious bill that is buried down in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office, All of you have a living as reporters. Ask yourself, why have you not read the text of the bill? There's a reason. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. The people pushing this deal knew, no, if the American people knew what was in it, they would be against it. This supplemental bill is a kamikaze plane in a box canyon with no exit headed for a train wreck. If you look at this bill, the bill is not designed to fix this problem. By the way, the single greatest national security threat to America, this right here. I think the odds of a major terrorist attack in the United States are higher today than they've been any time since September 11th. You know what? 
in that spike, how many Hamas terrorists are there? How many Hezbollah terrorists are there? And what are we going to say when they carry out an attack here like October 7th in Israel? Mm. This bill is not designed to fix the problem. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people Listen a day is over 1.8 million a year. I'll tell you more about that That's in a second. called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. Mm. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. Listen to that crap, we'll man. Six million instead of nine million. This makes utterly no sense. This is what I'm talking about with this now. This is what I'm talking about. This is why half the GOP crossed the islands and, and signed the continuing resolution. Oh, Biden's bankrupting the country. He's bankrupting our children and grandchildren and their children. But I'll just do it for three more months or whatever. Nobody has a backbone. Or let me rephrase that. I really don't think that there's people that run for public office, subject themselves to the scrutiny that comes with that, that don't have a backbone. I think that they can be bought a new backbone and that the backbone that they're bought is way stronger than the one they're born with and that God gave them and that they sell their countrymen and their freedom down the road because they are bought the F off. And it's true as hell. I'm going to show you some more of that with this Carrie Lake crap in the next story, but I'm not quite done with this one. Watch a little bit more of Ted Cruz talking about this bill. Hold on. Let me get to the right minute, Mark. Listen to him some more. point. Not only is this bill utterly ineffective in fixing the problem, but it's designed to fail. The chances of this bill passing the House of Representatives, I can quantify it mathematically. The chances of this bill passing the House are 0.000%. It ain't going to pass. At lunch, we had a vigorous discussion at lunch yesterday. I asked leadership, about that? why on earth would you be teeing up a vote with every Democrat mm. and 10 or 12 Republicans that has no chance of passing the House? It's not going to become law. And I get it. Leadership really, really, really wants Ukraine funding. But that doesn't happen unless you get a bill that can pass the House. The only purpose of taking this up is giving Democrats political cover to say, gosh, we would have secured the border. But those pesky House Republicans didn't let us. It's a good talking point. Mm, that's it. This is what happened, man. And I'm just past the point of thinking Republicans are this dumb. They, they have to be hit. I mean, half of these people running right now got Donald Trump endorsement, right? They are smarter than that, but they just don't care. They're, paid, they're bought and paid for, man. That's how these congressmen end up walking away from their careers millionaires on a salary that's 150000 a year or whatever it is for the average congressman. That's how it happens, man. Uh, it, it's crazy to think about. Now, what he talked about a few things in this bill that they got going on. One, in this bill, the president cannot use emergency deportation powers until the immigrant count is 5,000 a day. 5,000, that's 1.8 million illegal immigrants, China, Hezbollah, Hamas, it don't matter where they're from or what they want to do, 1.8 million immigrants, illegal immigrants, a year. So if they can keep it down to three, they can do whatever they want. It's be codified into law. 
that's half of what Obama, what it was under Obama, excuse me. It's, it, it hamstrings any Republican president that they can't do anything unless the problem is that big. Once they start doing it, the problem goes down or they just find less, they just find less people crossing the border and doesn't reach 5,000. What he's talking about is right, man. They're just going to do whatever they want. We'll just do uh, three-fourths of what, or two-thirds of what the Democrats are doing. That's fine with us because we're a little more right of left than they are. That's still super left-wing. That's crazy talk. The whole state of Wyoming where I live has 500,000 people. The entire state of Montana has a million. This is more than all that. A year. Hello. Can we wake the F up? Uh, it's another one of these bills, just like Nancy Pelosi says, it's going to give them two days to read it once it comes to the floor, a 3,000-page bill or however big it is. They have no time to read it, no time to go and parse through it and object. So these globalists that are ruining this country, and it makes sense. If you believe the Bible like I do, the first tenet, the first principle of this show is the God of the Bible is real. The new world order comes. That doesn't mean we're supposed to sit by and let it come. We have to stand up and be counted off the sideline and into the game. But this stuff, they're making it happen. They're making it happen. The globalists are in the GOP too. And what they're going to use it as a campaign thing. This is their one thing. The biggest issue, as I just showed you, is now the border in the campaign. Why are the Republicans doing this? Because now, oh, the biggest issue that is almost 100% on the on Trump's side about the border and everything else, would the, the Biden Democrats say, hey, you can't vote for the these GOP guys. We had a bill to an election year bill. Don't forget that. An election year bill to close the border. But they didn't go for it. They ain't gonna mention that it's tied to Ukraine funding. They're not gonna mention that crap. Because half the Republicans against Ukraine too. This bill can't succeed in the House. We need more than Trump, y'all. We need Trump the House and the Senate to get anything done. And we need a supermajority if it's possible. I don't think with the way Democrats run elections and their whole apparatus and infrastructure that we'll ever get that. Hand to God, I hope I'm wrong. But this is crazy ass shit. Pardon my language. I try not to curse so much on here, but some of it I have to because there ain't no other way to say this crap. Last story about this. Here it comes. Yo, Mitch McConnell, there he is, the turtle. Lobbies Republican senators to pass secret immigration bill. Let's read this for a minute here. Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell is quietly pressuring GOP senators to promise their support for his border bill before it is released to the public for debate. Multiple media reports say the still secret bill is largely complete, but a release has been delayed until McConnell can lock in at least 20 of the 49 Republican senators, perhaps by making minor changes. Remember the true conservatives are being left out of this debate, y'all. All the people that you know stand up for their border, stand up for the Constitution, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, and the like, being kept out of this. So you know it's bull crap. The bill is also being reviewed by the Senate's Committee on Appropriations because the Biden administration wants roughly $15 billion to operate its migration program. Now, what's that going to be? That's going to be housing, busing, phones, all that stuff. That's not for the border. 
The money is needed by Democrats to process, transport, feed, house, and, and hide arriving 2024 20, migrants. And the 6.2 million migrants already admitted during the run-up to the election. There you go. The extra spending can also be used to persuade senators who do not yet support the giveaway. Oh, they're going to persuade them. Once again, they're going to buy favor, buy money. Maybe you get something for uh, your district. Remember the Louisiana purchase back when Obamacare, the Louisiana senator got something they wanted, so then they signed onto the bill that couldn't have got passed otherwise. This shit is crooked as hell, y'all. This is the country we live in. This is what's happened to our government. Half of Republicans' caucus of my Republican causes as we speak, ready to sell out, and they're ready to roll out fake border reform in exchange for what they really want, which is to send more of your tax dollars to Ukraine, Senator Rand Paul said. McConnell is backing the bill partly because Democrats refuse to support military aid for Ukraine until the Republicans allow Biden's border bailout to pass. Now you hear that? Ukraine is so important to Republicans. No matter what side you stand on Ukraine, I know people that think Ukraine is a worthy uh, 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 cause. I know people think Ukraine is throwing all our taxpayers away for nothing. Regardless of what you, this is telling you that the Democrats had the Republicans' balls and his vice grip so bad that they will sell this country down the freaking drain and open the border up to two-thirds of what Biden's done as law to give Zelensky money. And all the people we know in Ukraine has been enriching, enriching themselves, all the weapons and military stuff that we have no accountability for, can't even find it, don't know where it's at, all that. That's more important than securing the border, securing you, securing the freedom and the sovereignty of this country. Another opponent, Senator Mike Lee, told reporters Utah the bill is being kept hidden until top leaders have won the votes they needed to rush it through the Senate. We've been through these things so many times where we're told, oh, there's not a deal yet. There's not a deal, not a deal. All of a sudden, oh, there's a deal. And then we're given the, the equivalent of a snap election, like a snap vote, without really any opportunity to read it and no opportunity to amend it. What we don't want is to receive a bill and then be asked to vote on it the next day or the next day after or a very short period of time. You know how they do it, man. It's the same play. Come on. There's talk about maybe getting something to the floor and voting on it in a day or two, Senator Mike Braun told reporters. I think that will cause a real uproar because it's going to be a large, compli complicated bill to where you don't have an adequate amount of time to pour through it properly. Man, we don't have nobody fighting for us, y'all. There's nobody fighting for us. On, there, there's a few. But you have the entire Democrat, liberal, globalist, Marxist apparatus. And then you got, it's, it's a mastermind of a scheme. China, all these global powers who through stocks, through all this other stuff, are enriching people. They bought half of our side, our side too. Half these, what they call them, rhinos, R-N-I-O, Republican in name only. Yeah, because they're supposed to be constitutional conservatives. That's why they're putting, I guarantee you all them people, except maybe Susan Collins' ass or whatever, they run on being a constitutional conservative, excuse me, and they get in office, and that's how they govern, that's how they vote. It's crooked. It's crooked as hell. And speaking of crooked as hell, 
Have you heard about the Carrie Lake story and how she was bribed, attempted bribe, y'all? She mentioned this. I think it was at the, uh, was it CPAC or something? She gave a speech, and she maybe also done on a couple podcasts she was in and told her, you wouldn't believe who I was bribed by and offered to get out the race. Stand by. Step down so that other people can uh, 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 get, get with their preferred candidates in office and, and, have, and pull the puppet strings. This is how it works. This is on the right side. This is on the Republican side. All right, this is the chair of the Arizona GOP. Talking to Carrie Lake. It's a little bit long, but I have to play it all. And you must listen. This is so important. This is what's happening all across the country. And this is the right. What do you think is happening on the left, y'all? Listen to this. It will make your blood boil. Here we go. This is off the Glenn Beck program. There are a number of which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple years. No. Let me go right back to what you're doing. Mm -mm. No. 10 million, 20 million, third, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is the kind of people we need in politics. Listen. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now. For the reason that I've never seen anyone, I can't think of a single person in a federal race who lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call okay. them and tell them to get behind me. God, we need more. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very who could be. Want to keep you out? Oh no, sense. they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are correct. Maybe you're right. This is a few minutes this long. Right. Don't, don't worry. Sorry. Do you ever though? I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you, if you, if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I know. They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't want that either. Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, man. They say the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you mm -hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you what. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't, because they say, I got offered to buy out. Don't talk. Yeah. Because then we lose our don't ability. Don't repeat this buyout talk. Other mm -hmm. in the future. Jeez. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. Let me just pause this for a second. Do you hear this guy? It's not about ownership. It's about, uh, man, the things that this guy knows. This is the freaking swamp. This is the cesspool freaking lizard. And he's on our side, quote unquote. This is crazy. Keep listening. Like I said, 
You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But they want you to be on you know, their But if they're team. pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they Carrie Lake was naive enough to, say, to think in this conversation, they want to be on the team. Like, I'm going to run this, I'm going to win this election, and then they want to have some say-so be on my team. No, he quickly interjects, they want you on their team. Me to do. You want to stay out for two years. <laughs> but, I'll tell you what I can offer you. But, um... I said, you can do whatever you want, it's a talking head, isn't it? So the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, has to stick us. Was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her, mm. keep her out? Put her on said, the payroll of a company. Hmm. Well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. Like Ukraine did? defeating Trump. With Hunter and Biden? I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I love Trump. I mean, I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's this not. Is long, but at the same, same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win again. I don't know that he can win again. I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, it's not really about like, control or agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win, you know? If you really want to know, all of politics, politics boils down to money, I think. Mm -hmm. And even on their end, like, what makes them the most money? I know, these, all these consultants don't want their, their payday to end. And I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. Mm. I, I'm she not, like if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, God. I'm not letting him do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona. That's the kind of person we need in office. To carry their torch and their voice. Mm. You don't go away. But you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. Trying, trying, trying to say, don't go away, you just pause. Don't try to run right now and win. Just go on the news and say what you want to say and we'll pay you and you can be on some board or somewhere and you'll be rich as hell but just let our team into the spot. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now, and um, we don't have time to, to pause on this battlefield. You're not... You, what, you can't scratch their back. It's not for you. Yeah. Mm. You don't have anything to offer them. You don't have anything to offer them. And they're sitting around people that have something to offer them. And they're sitting around people that have something to offer them. Listen to the way this shit goes down with your country and your laws and your representatives. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a backscratching club. That's all DC is. It's a, big it's a back scratching club. You're in no, you're in no position to scratch anybody's back. You're in no position to scratch anybody's back. Listen to what she says. Wait a minute, knowing that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know, I was, I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time. I'm going to you, yeah. I'll give you a bribe. Where are we in two years? If they steal the election again. Listen to what you're saying. Mm. Why don't we do something about it? What so that we the people can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people. Yes. Go back and tell them that. Mm -hmm. I'm running. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... I'm not willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. Now, 
I'm not even done playing this. I'm almost done, but like it almost brings a tear to my freaking eye. Like the balls of this woman compared to half of the Republicans in Congress, two thirds of Republicans in Congress. God bless this woman. She is now my favorite or second favorite pick for VP. If that's how you think, if that's how you act, if that's your core beliefs and you're willing to freaking die for it, give me some carry leg. Hold on, I'm almost done with this clip. No, that was it. Yep, that was it. All right. So that's it. They're talking about bringing it back, man. Talking about you're not in the uh, uh, the club. You're not in the back scratcher club. You can't get, offer them anything. Somebody else can offer them something. I don't believe for one second that she lost that election. I'll tell you that. I don't think for one second that her election when all the Republican uh, uh, counties and all that stuff had voting issues and stuff the day of, and they, they couldn't vote, and there are uh, delays, and they sat out there for hours and hours and hours and couldn't count their things. Once again, just for a state election, they couldn't count it for days and days. That's my opinion. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it at all that she lost uh, that election. Now, have, did you hear that stuff? This is the cabal, man. People back east, who was that? Is that the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel? Ronna Romney McDaniel? Is it George Soros, who's got more money than God, and everything he does is to hurt this country, and that's all he invests his money in? It's crazy talk, man. Crazy. And the fact that this is what's happening on the right, can you imagine what happens on the left? Now, I've lost my windows for my next story. That's okay. I can just keep talking about it. Look, I didn't mean to close out my windows. Look, this is evil. This is the evil we're going against. It's big money that is funded by more big money that want to shut up anybody they can. Now, why do you think the people back east... Wanted her to get out the race. It's because they wanted to put somebody else in there, obviously, that would scratch their back, be on their side, get things done in the legislature that they wanted done, invest their money in a way that will pay them back. Do you think they were going to do that, put another candidate out there in place of Carrie Lake had they got their wish and bought her off that would then lose? Is that what you think? Nah, they would have won. There's a Republican uh, uh, machine that would have put their candidate up. There wouldn't have been no, my opinion once again, wouldn't have been no election machines malfunctioning on the day of the election, all that in the uh, reddest districts that happened. Carrie Lake took everything to court. Nobody would hear her day, her, her give her her day in court because nobody wants to touch this stuff, man. Nobody wants to touch all this evil stuff that is is going around um, in in the country, man. So uh, give me a second while I stall to get my last story back up. Here it is. Uh, meanwhile, the guy. Oh, I wanted to say this: uh, the GOP uh, Arizona GOP 
chair resigns. And his quote is, I will paraphrase because I lost my story. His quote is, look, I hope this can just be put behind us so I can go back to uh, – life in the private sector, working for any business I choose. Any business he choose, he just said the business sector is where the bribe was coming from. So he wants to go back to the business sector, right, where he can just make that money for trying to do the people back east's work. The machine, the evil cabal, these are the people. We got a little breadcrumb. Maybe we can start to figure out more who they are, especially on our side. Because we can root them out on our side, maybe we have a chance to go forward and actually make some change and actually save this country. But when it's on our side like that, that's just one election, man. How many do you not hear about? It's insane. It's insane. Last story up. A little bit of common sense prevailing. Yo. Oregon facing rampant drug use. Lawmakers backpedal on pioneering decriminalization law. Oh, who didn't see this coming? Democratic lawmakers in Oregon Tuesday unveiled a sweeping new bill that would undo a key part of the state's first-in-the-nation drug decriminalization law, a recognition that public opinion has soured on the measure amid rampant public drug use during the fentanyl crisis. Now, who did the hell didn't see this coming? Once again, the party of common sense, right? The bill would recriminalize the possession of small amounts of drugs as low-level misdemeanor and labeling peace to confiscate them and crack down on their use on sidewalks and in parks, its authors said. It also aims to make it easier to prosecute dealers to access addiction treatment, medication, and to obtain and keep housing without facing discrimination, discrimination excuse me, for using that medication. They're talking about it's the compromise path, but also the best policy that we can come up with to make sure that we are continuing to keep communities safe and save lives, man. So basically what happened is these people decriminalized all drugs saying, oh, we keep locking people up. Oh, man, most of the people we're locking up are people of color. So the justice system must not be balanced, right? Because more people of color are getting locked up than, uh, than other, you know, as opposed to just locking up whoever's doing the crime, no matter what they look like. There's a thought. Once again, Martin Luther King, content of character, not color of your skin. Yo, back to it. Here we go. Voters passed the pioneering decriminalization law, Measure 110, with 58 support in 2020. But Democratic legislators who champion it as a way to treat addiction as a public health matter, not a crime, are now contending one of the nation's largest spikes in overdose deaths. <laughs> It's not even funny. It's like, who the fuck didn't, excuse me, who didn't see this coming? They're now dealing with one of the largest in, overdose spikes in the nation. This ain't rocket science. It's called common sense. Oh, I'm a, it's the same thing to do with transgender. Instead of treating the problem that they have gender dysphoria and helping them get over it, they say, oh, well, all right, then we'll go ahead and put your hormone blockers to cut your body parts off then. They facilitate the addiction. I mean, excuse me, the problem as opposed to, or addiction in this case, it's like saying, well, you're alcoholic. Well, you know what? you alcoholic. I know you maybe should get off of this, but I'm just going to give you unlimited liquor just in case you need a little bit. And then maybe because you, you know, you got all you can drink, maybe you'll figure it out on your own. In the meantime, just hang out, you know, in front of the school and, and do what you're going to do. You know, it's insane. It's insanity. 
Nobody's going to understand and learn from their addiction, their problem, whatever, by facilitating it and giving them the very thing they're addicted to. I'm telling you, man, this is crazy. It's crazy out here. Shout out to the chat. We see some chatting like going on. Shout out. <laughs> Somebody, first time viewers saying they're going to F up their algorithm, but here they are. I love it, man. <laughs> Much love out there. Much love. So, you know, common sense, y'all. We got to prevail on common sense. As long as we uh, adhere to uh, Judeo-Christian uh, principles and adhere to common sense, I think we have a winning battle. As long as we can get enough of these crooked Republicans and crooked politicians to begin with, because I say repeatedly, the old school Democrats I grew up with, they left behind by their party. Maybe they, they had morals and conviction. They just disagreed on the way to go forward. But the way things are going now, I don't know who agrees with it. I don't know who agrees with it. So that, like again, that poll that says a lot of people are going to have a, a problem voting for Trump, I don't buy it. I think when the choice is the status quo or an annoying president that fixes shit, I think that'll be an easy, easy out. But in the meantime, thank everybody for being here. Thank y'all for being here. We're here for the good people of this country. Because if anybody thinks about treading on the good people of this country, they better watch their step. We out. Thank you so much. See you next week. <laughs>